Namaste, peace, love, and blessings, everybody. How is everyone? I hope y'all are doing well. And if you're not, I send you healing and love and strength and all positive vibes. Oh, it's a beautiful day today. It is hot as hell. It is as hot as a hole in church, but it's a beautiful day today. It really is. Um, and we're going to keep our... Um, I'm going to try to start doing these more so in the mornings, you know, so people can wake up on a good foot, you know, or, well, I guess y'all play it whenever you play it, but I'm going to try to make these a little bit more encouraging, you know, um, because we got enough sad, sappy stuff, you know, um, and on social media and whatever else y'all turn y'all attention to, enough drama, enough sad crap. We ain't trying to do that over here. We trying to keep our spirits lifted. Okay, so let's see. What shall we talk about today? Um, I'm going to try to do the energy healing um, episodes every other day or maybe weekly. I'm not sure yet. You know, because I don't want to really burden people down with it who aren't necessarily interested in that route. But y'all can give me some feedback, especially if you um, added me on Facebook. Uh, message me. Give me some feedback about how y'all want to do it. If you're interested in energy healing tips and suggestions, let me know. You know. I, otherwise, I just talk about whatever I feel <laughs> needs to be said. Y'all know me. I talk my shit. Um, but I do, you know, I be real with it, you know, and that's something that's lacking today. A lot of people can't be real with themselves. And I understand it was tough for me to get a hang of that too, because once I started reading something, I remember I was reading an article one time, y'all, and it started calling me out. So I didn't finish it. I intentionally just disregarded what I had read <laughs> And I didn't never go back to that article because I didn't want to admit those things about myself. It's tough. It's hard. I didn't been there. I have been there. It was hard for me to admit that it was my choices that got me into the situations that I got myself into. I didn't want to admit that I wanted to blame somebody else. But at the end of the day, we made that choice to be loyal to somebody that wasn't really loyal to us. We made that choice to ride for that person that wasn't really riding for us. We made that choice to call that person our friend, even though we noticed a few things was off. But we were trying not to judge. I hadn't been there, I have been there. You know, and then you got people on social media who don't know you at all, but they judging your life. That's why I am barely there. Um, they stay judging your life. Don't know you. Don't know nothing about you. And it be the, most of them be the ones to claim they can read energy. And I'm like, well, if you can read it so well, how come you just misread me, though? How come you got that twisted, though? You know, it's always somebody that's trying to judge you for something. If I ain't judging me, then you ain't got a right to judge me. 
You know, I always tell people, if you feel bad about your choices, come sit with me. <laughs> I'll tell you some messed up choices I made all because I was trying to be a good person. Being a good person does not save you from betraying yourself. You got to know what a good person actually is. Because a lot of people betray themselves trying to be a good person, trying to be a good friend, trying to be a good husband, trying to be a good wife, trying to be a good sister, a good brother, a good co-worker, a good business partner. I remember Dave Chappelle um, said his father told him, you know, you got to set your price right then and there. And when the costs get a little too high, you got to get out of there. When stuff start causing you, costing you your inner peace, your peace of mind, love for yourself. When things start to start a war within you. When you got to start questioning, should you do what's best for you or ride this situation out? The cost has gotten too high. You can't afford that now. You got to take that ill. You got to take that loss. And sometimes it's not even a loss. It's not even a loss. It's a liability. And we want assets not liabilities around here. Okay? I get you You concerned about your friend, but sometimes you gotta let your friend go on their merry little way and get themselves together because if you stick around somebody that's, that has a war within themselves long enough, you gonna end up a casualty. I've been there. You're going to end up a casualty. You're going to get hurt. Because they don't know what they want and you... And if they don't know what they want, you ain't going to know what to give them. And even if you know what to give them, they ain't going to know that's what they need. So you got to let people go on their way. You got to let them learn their lessons. Because sometimes it be their own... Um, spirit guides or whatever you want to call them trying to teach them a lesson they got some karma they got to be repaid because you don't know what they done did to somebody in their past everybody ain't truthful and by you sticking around you gonna get you gonna get the smoke too you trying to save them and it's a lesson trying to be had they trying you know there's a lesson that they're going through that they need to learn, but you keep trying to save them. You're going to get it too. You're going to suffer right along with them. You got to know when to cut losses. Well, cut liabilities. It's like, look, I love you, but I see you going through something and I'm just going to give you your space. I'm here if you need support or whatever, but I'm going to let you do that. And I know some people try to get you off. Oh, you was a real friend. No, if you was a real friend, you keep your shit. You'll handle your shit. Yeah, I'm here if you need support. But some things you don't need to be around. Some things you just got to let people go through. 
Because some, sometimes when people have that moment where everything just fall apart, I know it sounds harsh, but sometimes you got to let them go through that. You got to, it's, it's like you are, if you're a parent, then you understand. You understand. Sometimes you just got to let your kids, when you didn't told them several times to stop doing, you know, stop jumping off the couch. And then they, they keep doing it. Eventually they're going to fall. And then they learn a lesson. You know, some parents go crazy trying to um, childproof. I'm not saying don't childproof, of course, do that. But kids are going to fall. They're going to hurt themselves sometimes. You can't feel bad about that. How else are they going to learn? I fell out of trees and stuff. I'm a country girl, y'all. We used to climb trees and stuff. I used to I fell out of those. You know, my mom would tell me not to climb too high or I might fall. And I'm like, whatever, I can do this. And my ass fell. I fell. I learned my lesson. You know, because at the same time, that person don't know what they're capable of unless they try. And by you always trying to run and save them, they ain't going to never know what they're capable of. When I went through some of the hardest times of my life, as much as I wanted to run to people to help, you know, get me out of the situations, I said, no, nah, I'm going to get myself out of this. I got myself in. I'm going to get myself out. I knew I could do it. It was scary. And sometimes I wanted to be like, nah, forget this, man. Let me go watch him call it. Let me go call a few people, but nope. There are lessons to be learned. You got to let people learn the lessons. And if you want the people that got to learn a lesson, you need to accept it, receive it. See, the only thing, it's, it's humans that sit there and assign good and bad to everything. When most things is neutral. You know, it's only good or bad according to your perception of the situation. It could be the most effed up situation, but at the end of the day, you done learned something from it. So it really ain't no big deal. Yeah, you, you might have got embarrassed. You might have got called out on some stuff. But that's going to pass. And you might have them, you know, petty people that keep bringing it up. But that's them. You know, to shut them up, I usually be like, dang, that happened how long ago? And you still on that? Man, I guess you ain't got nothing new on me. And that's another thing. You ain't doing nothing if you ain't got a few haters now. <laughs> that's one thing I learned. I used to be one of those... I used to be a people pleaser, but I learned if everybody like you, something ain't right. Heck, even, shoot, even Jesus had um, haters. <laughs> Buddha had haters. A lot of these people who come to help other people genuinely, they had haters. A lot of people who are for the people they have people who wanted to take them out. It's a lot of people out there that want to shut you up because you helping too many people. 
it's a lot of people out there that want to take you out because your life is a testimony to other people. It gives hope to other people. It's a lot of people. And that's what you got to start looking at things as. Why is this person coming so hard for me? What I do? It ain't nothing that you did. It's what you stand for. It's what you do for other people. Some people don't like that because they want to be the one to do it, but they don't want to put in the same work that you do. They don't want to have that same conversations that you've had with yourself many a times. They don't want to put in the work that you did, but they want to take all of that credit. Some people like that. It's never about you personally. It's always what you stand for. You know, it's people today. I ain't never did nothing to them people. Some of them I didn't even know existed. But they don't like me. For whatever their reasons are. You know, I remember going to school. And um, a girl told me that I think I'm all that. Now, she didn't know me. And I didn't know her. I was like, how you figure? And she was like, because you just do. I was like, but how would you know? And she couldn't really say nothing. And, you know, it was just because. Okay, but because what? How you know? You don't know me. How would you know? Nah, it's something about me that bothers you that you feel that you lack. Just because you lack something, don't project that onto me. Don't project your lack mentality onto me because you think that I got something that you lack. If you wanted to, you go out there and get it just like I did. I carry myself a certain way because this is who I am. You know, and I want all that popular. I was like a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> I was a nerd. Took all honors and AP classes. I was a nerd, but I was cool with everybody. I wasn't popular. I could just get along with anybody. You know, and I had a few, you know, boo things in school, whatnot, y'all know. <laughs> um, but I was just a cool person. You know, I was like one of those neutral people that people would come to for an unbiased opinion. And a lot of people would take my advice, like they liked my advice. They would, they would come back like, yo, you right. Cause I remember this girl, she kept fussing with um, somebody and she came and she just started like, I ain't know this girl. She just started telling me about it. I was like, well, why don't you just try not responding? Like, is it really that big of a deal? I was like, because they want to provoke you. And the more that you give them because you're mad, you're going to respond in an irrational way. And that's just going to give them a reaction that they want. You're not really taking the time to calculate your response, you're just reacting. And you're always gonna get gut when you always react. And she was like, oh, that makes sense. I was like, just try ignoring them. People get mad when you ignore them. The only reason that they try to provoke you is because they want a reaction. And when you don't give them that reaction, watch them shut right on up, right? Some of them, they might react even more. But then by that time, they're going to be the ones looking stupid. And people are like, yo, can you chill, man? It ain't even that serious. 
you know, the same ones that was laughing with them, they gonna get tired of them. But like, look, I right, man, it was funny at first, but it ain't even funny no more. Yeah. It was tough for me um, as a child, you know, because I thought I had a different th thought process. You know, everybody else thought one way. I saw it another and, you know, got called weird, different, this, that, you know. And I remember I used to pray every single night for God to make me like everybody else. Because by me being different, I also got bullied. I got bullied until I got tired of getting bullied. And I started talking shit back. And then when I hit them <laughs> with them chokes, they left me alone. You know? And at the same time, I would help certain people. Um, people that other people were scared of. And like somebody would try to come for me. They were like, yo, won't you shut up? Or you gonna have to deal with me. And they were like, y'all just messing with, nah, she ain't even saying that to you. You know, like, it would be that type of situation. <laughs> what the ultimate bully would like have my back. But yeah, some people, they have to go through what they go through until they get tired of going through it. Because at any time, you can change your life. You can decide to make a choice, no matter how crazy it is, to change your life. I remember um, I decided to just up and move um, to North Dakota. There was a CNA um, assignment. I saw it on Craigslist. I had just gotten over being sick and from being bedridden. And I was like... Okay, I've been in the bed too long. I, 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 want, I need a new change of scenery. Like, I need to go somewhere. I had, I sold everything that I could to get my um, plane ticket. My dad helped me. Because um, I was just going to get a, a bus ticket and go. But he, for my safety, he was like, nah, let's try to get you a plane ticket. And I was like, okay, well, I want to have a yard sale. And from that yard sale... Um, we had made like $2,000. It was a good yard sale. A lot of people, a lot of traffic was coming through and I bought a plane ticket and went to North Dakota on a CNA assignment. Um, it wasn't like an agency, it was just a contract. So once you got done with that contract, you could either um, choose to be employed permanently or, you know, go on about your business. Um, but I ended up getting pregnant <laughs> and having my daughter. So because other than that, I was going to go on a um, I was thinking about doing a CNA contract. But then again, I was also thinking about becoming a flight assistant because I wanted to travel. I would say the one mistake I made um, is when I had my daughter, I limited myself. I limited myself to just being a mother, to just that title. For being um, whatever I was at the time, CNA, and a mother. 
those are the only two titles I took on. And then I tried to do the whole wedding planning, bridal stylist thing, but I should have thought bigger. I wish I had thought even bigger, like to take that money and to invest it in something else, you know? And that's why I say um, you got to separate your passion from your gift. Because sometimes you can have a passion for things, but it's not necessarily your gift. And if I had realized what my gift was at that time, I would have saved up the money for that. But I was going, I, I knew that I wanted to be creative and I loved weddings because I used to want to be married, you know? That was one of my goals, believe it or not. That used to be one of my goals. I wanted to be married. I wanted the American dream. You know, because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. But it didn't work out. And then I realized there are other options out there. You know, not everybody follows the whole American dream path. You know, with the, you get married, have kids, the little house and all that. Not everybody does that. There are some people who world school their kids. They travel with their children and they teach them about wherever they go. You know? And when I would hear about things, it sounded good in theory, but I didn't think I could apply it. During summer vacation, when I have my daughter, um, well, actually her dad has her during the summer and I have her for the rest of the year, but I get like a little bit of the summer before he gets her. And we would just go places, you know, we would take pictures and I try to teach her whatever I knew. If I knew anything, if I didn't know anything, I would definitely find something. I would Google. You got to think outside the box. Who are you right now? What are you? Is what you're choosing actually what you want? Why are you choosing it? The only reason I got into being a CNA is because around it before, my granddad was dying of cancer. And I wanted to take care of him. And I did. And me taking care of him it just like I wanted to do it more. So I went to this. Um, it wasn't even a CNA program. It was like a, a fast track study group. But they. Um, they could get this is before the state of North Carolina switched over. Um, it still counted to the point where you could, you qualified to take the test. And so I took the test and I passed it, you know, after just one day of study group. And then from there, that's when I did the whole CNA thing. I did it for about, I think maybe six years. Did it for about six years before I had to clock out of that for good. 
because I just, um, I had overworked myself. That's what brought on the um, autoimmune diseases that I had. Um, I was working 16 hours a day, every single day. My diet was crap. And before I knew it, my body started, and I was not getting rest. And before I knew it, my body had just given out on me. And this is why I say you have to take care of yourself because I was more concerned about my job's needs than my own. And at the end of the day, that job proved to me how much it did not care about me. You know, they were sitting here complaining about, you know, petty stuff that the residents would complain about instead of being understanding that I literally just got the news that I could possibly have cancer or I could possibly have something else. And although the doctors didn't want to scare me, I needed to think about funeral arrangements or something like that. That was scary for me because I went through, I, I received that news by myself. And that's all they cared about. Which was heartbreaking because, you know, I was pretty cool with everybody at my job, even some of the supervisors. And I just thought I would have meant a little bit more. And reality, I got, I got a reality check. Nothing or no one means more than yourself. So you need to take care of yourself. You're going to have plenty of people to come in and out of your life. But you only get one you. And you got to take care of you. You got to be loyal to yourself. You got to be selfish with yourself. Regardless of how anybody takes it. You need what you need. And I'm thankful I have friends to understand when I just need to be alone. And not to bug me. Because I used to have friends that they would take it personally. And I'm like, look, I'm just going through something. And I just want to go through it alone. Like, I, if I need help. I'll reach out to y'all, but like, I'm good. And then I would be guilted into telling them what's going on with me, you know, telling them my business. And then when the time comes for us to have an argument, here they go throwing what I told them right back in my face. There's a reason that you feel led to do some things alone. Because your spiritual team or your source self heard conversations that you didn't. They heard the talking behind your back. They heard people's private thoughts. You got you to gotta keep some stuff to yourself. I know on this journey, you're led to share every single thing. And even I, as much as I do share with people some things, I keep to myself. Because that's just for me to know. And you got to learn which is which. What's okay to share. And what you need to, you know, keep to yourself. You know. Everybody don't need to know your business. And like I said, it'd be some things that I want to talk about. On Facebook, but I know Facebook is not the appropriate platform, mainly because even when you have your privacy settings set to only your friends, 
people are rude and they screenshot it to share it, not realizing that you're disrespecting someone's privacy. If it's not public and always check the person's settings, I would never screenshot someone's status to share it. I don't care how much I resonate with it. I respect people's privacy. Some things people only intend for their Facebook friends to see, but then I'll see where people are sharing, you know, taking screenshots and sharing it or copy and pasting and they tag the person in it. And I'm like, you know, how do you know that person wanted that? And I know that Facebook is a public platform, but if, but I always take note of the settings. I take note of the settings. And that's just something that I just, I was led to start doing. If I see it, um, if I notice it, I don't always catch it. But if I notice that um, it shows that little lock, you know, to let it, you know, to indicate that it's a private setting or whatever, or just a little friends thingy that indicates it was just meant for friends, then I won't share it to the best of my ability. I don't catch it every single time because I try to respect people's feelings about that. You know, but people are so, people feel entitled. People have a sense of entitlement, like, oh, okay, but you shared it on, okay, yeah, but I shared it on my profile. I didn't share it in a, in a public group. I shared it on my profile and my settings are set to friends only. So respect that. You know, people do it to me all the time. I mean, you can't argue with every single person, cause, but it just shows the sense of entitlement that being on a public platform has created for people. They really think, it's okay to disrespect people like that or to come in people's um, inboxes and ask them really personal questions. And I'm like, well, why would you think that's an okay question to ask me? You know, because I remember somebody had asked me my sexual orientation, not sexual, sexual preference. And I was like, why, like, how will that information benefit you? Like, why do you need to know that? And they were like, I just want to know, because like sometimes I get these vibes and I'm like, what vibes? <laughs> what vibes could you possibly be getting from just a regular post? Are you sure you're getting those vibes from me or is it you that, you know, those are your own? You know, some things aren't OK to ask. And you have to be OK with people not wanting to answer it, even when it comes to it could be beef on the Internet. You know, people beefing. It's none of your business. You know, because people think that you owe them an explanation for everything and you don't. It's like, oh, well, then you're guilty. Okay, well, if that's what you want to think, that's what you want to think. But I know what I meant and I know what I said. You let people think what they want to think. Because people really do have that sense of entitlement like they're entitled to know every single thing you're entitled to answer to them and you're not you're not entitled ain't nobody your mama you're a grown woman or man no one's your mom or your dad or whoever you are sovereign you answer to no one but yourself 
You know, it kills me. People be wanting explanations. Oh, well, explain this, explain that. You better get out of my face. Get out of my space. I'm not explaining nothing. I don't know what I look like. Like, that's why I can't stand celebrities, man. They be going on like, it'd be that even if it's like something petty, like a personal preference of theirs, they will go and um, do public apologies for things that they just prefer. And I'm like, what do I look like apologizing to a bunch of strangers that I don't know? What do I look like? If it's my personal preference to like Cheerios instead of um, Fruit Loops, you ain't about to come for me. You're not about to come for me. I don't care if the other pe people who likes the latter get upset or offended. Oh, how could you not like it? It's this, it's, I, I don't care. It's me. And this is what's wrong with when you want to... Um, when you when your very career depends on people liking you, they can tell you what you should like and what you shouldn't like. That's why I decided early, I don't want that. I don't ever want my life, my livelihood to be dependent upon upon who likes me and who doesn't. Because then I become their prisoner. I become their slave. And I, I'm not allowed to have my own thoughts. I'm not allowed to have my own preference. And then you're no longer sovereign. You're no longer sovereign when you become a prisoner to somebody else's preferences. When people can tell you what you can like and what you're not allowed to like. As long as it's nothing detestable. Like pedophilia. That is just hell no. But if you like white guys or Hispanic guys instead of black guys or black guys instead of... I, I don't believe in telling people what to like as long as you're not tearing down other preferences. You know, like them, them um, like black dudes that let it throw white girls and black girls' faces. It's like, okay, no one has a problem with you liking white girls that's fine but why do you have to tear us down why do you have to tear us down to like something that's the problem yeah i don't went into a whole nother subject but sometimes i just talk you know um but yeah wh why do you have to tear us down to lift someone else up that sh that tells me there's something wrong with you there's something lacking with you maybe you can't Maybe black girls just don't give you the time of day. And maybe you find white girls that, that will pay attention to you. You know, and I do, I love the white girls to stand up for like, uh, no, if you're going to tear down black girls to talk to me, then don't talk to me. That's something I, I never like. It's okay. You have your preference, but you don't have to tear down other people. Because that says a lot about you. You know, it'd be the main people. It'd be people. Y'all, maybe I should say this. <laughs> For another episode. I'm trying not to make it so long. But I'll just say this and I'll wrap it up. It'd be people who have all these demands, right? All these demands. And they literally don't 
they ain't about that life themselves. I remember my sister-in-law told me about this guy um, who was in this girl's um, inbox. And, you know, he was like, oh, you know, going on about her being a feminist and this and that. And she was like, oh, okay, well, what do you do for the black community? And he was like, I lead young niggas to be kings. And she was like, okay, but how do you do it? And his only thing that he could say was um, he teach them how to make women submit to them. And yeah, basically some toxic masculinity bullshit. And she was like, really? Like, you're not teaching them um, how to better their credit score. You're not teaching them about financial literacy, how to start businesses and run them. Like, you're not doing none of that. And he was like, nah. And, you know, needless to say, the guy ended up looking like a jerk. Um, And the girl, she went on and gave, you know, all her community service that she did, the businesses that she started, collaborations she was making, um, all kinds of things like that. Was somebody, you know what? Yeah, we're going to make this a different episode. I don't want to get too, <laughs> I don't want to get too, um, too deep into that. But all I'm going to say, the next episode is going to be about relationships. Okay, y'all? Because I'm going to tell y'all what I didn't learn from being relationships. Okay. So we're going to wrap this one up right here and we're going to pick it up in the next episode. So thank you for tuning in. Peace, love, and blessings.